Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is December 9th. Today we're going to continue in the Articles of Faith and we're going to take a look at Article of Faith number 5. It says, We believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer the ordinances thereof. Now, I absolutely love this article of faith because it goes hand in hand with Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4, which says, And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. This has always been so fascinating to me. I have a friend from junior high days who is now a minister, and he is a fantastic minister. He posts things in his story all the time, and I love listening to his perspectives and his thoughts, and I absolutely admire his love for the Savior. But it was so fascinating to me when he was very first beginning as a minister, he once posted a video on Facebook of a baptism that he was doing. And it was interesting because it was in a kiddie pool in the front of the church, and he was dipping people in the water and As much as I admired what they were doing and as much as I admired their determination to follow Jesus Christ, I couldn't help but wonder what made my friend believe that he had been given power and authority to do what he was doing, to act in the name of God. When it comes to priesthood ordination in our church to do those kind of acts, the men in this church can show exactly where their authority is coming from, exactly where the ordination is coming from. And it all ties directly back to the Savior. And so we truly do believe that in order for ordinances to be true and complete, people have to be called of God by prophecy, not by man, but by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority. This was always one of my favorite things to teach on my mission because I would open up to Matthew chapter 10 and talk about how when the Savior called his 12 apostles and called them to go out and to preach and to minister in his name, listen to what he did. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1 says, And when he called unto him his 12, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. And so it becomes very clear that when the Savior was ordaining his apostles and when he was sending them out, there was something that he gave to them. He didn't just say, hey guys, you're going to go out and you're going to preach and you're going to do all these great things, but rather he gave them power, power against unclean spirits, power to heal, power to complete these ordinances. But just as this article of faith explains, that is not power that we can take for ourselves. It's not power that we can just decide one day that we have. It's power that must come through prophecy and through laying on of hands. In John chapter 15, the Savior says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. So that order of not just priesthood authority and priesthood ordination But that authority of priesthood power is so important. So let's now take a look at Article of Faith number six. I absolutely love this one. This is one of my favorites. It says, We believe in the same organization that existed in the primitive church, namely apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, and so forth. I love this one because it's so incredibly simple. What a simple, beautiful statement 
from the prophet Joseph Smith explaining to the world that we believe that Jesus Christ organized a church when he was on the earth. And we believe that that exact same organization with the same offices has been restored to the earth today. That again today we have prophets, we have apostles, we have teachers, we have evangelists is a word for patriarch. We have this same organization that existed then. And we believe that Christ took that organization that existed in his day and he restored it perfectly, brought it back to its original glory here on earth today. With prophets and apostles, yes, but with him at the head. In the book A Marvelous Work and a Wonder, LeGrand Richards tells a story that Orson F. Whitney once told. He says, Many years ago, a learned man, a member of the Roman Catholic Church, came to Utah and spoke from the stand of the Salt Lake Tabernacle. I became well acquainted with him, and we conversed freely and frankly. A great scholar with perhaps a dozen languages at his tongue's end. He seemed to know all about theology, law, literature, science, and philosophy. One day he said to me, You Mormons are all ignoramuses. You don't even know the strength of your own position. It is so strong that there is only one other tenable in the whole Christian world, and that is the position of the Catholic Church. The issue is between Catholicism and Mormonism. If we are right, you are wrong. And if you are right, we are wrong. And that is all there is to it. And the Protestants haven't a leg to stand on. For if we are wrong, they are wrong with us, since they were a part of us and went out from us. While if we are right, they are apostates whom we cut off long ago. If we have the apostolic succession from St. Peter as we claim, there is no need of Joseph Smith and Mormonism. But if we have not that secession, then such a man as Joseph Smith was necessary, and Mormonism's attitude is the only consistent one. It is either the perpetuation of the gospel from ancient times or the restoration of the gospel in latter days. And this goes hand in hand with Article of Faith 5 that we just read. This idea of where is the authority coming from? And I absolutely love that it was this scholar from the Catholic Church that sees it. That either that they have that authority and it's never broken from Peter on down, or that that authority was broken and a restoration, a complete restoration was necessary for Christ's church to be on the earth again. And we can see that restoration in how the church is organized. Years ago in 1996, a man named Floyd Weston was speaking to a, a mission conference and he was telling a story about when he was a Methodist and how he had this really, really great Catholic friend and how this Catholic friend had this just photographic memory and just this incredible mind for the scriptures and how when all of them and their friends were out on dates and having fun, his friend was going through the Bible and he was coming up with points of what the true church of Jesus Christ looked like in the Bible. And in the end, after he had read the New Testament, he had come up with 17 points of the true church. And so as a group of friends, they all went out to each of their individual ministers or their priests, and they asked about these 17 points and why they did or didn't exist in their church. And what they found was that none of their churches hit all 17 of those points. And it was 
frustrating for this kid because he loved his church. He loved his minister. But he could recognize that the church that is described in the New Testament, these 17 points of the true church that's described in the New Testament, wasn't found in his church. And it wasn't found in the Episcopalian church, and it wasn't found in the Roman Catholic church. And it wasn't until he found the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints did he find a church that hit all these points of the true and living church, of the Church of Jesus Christ that he organized when he was on the earth. And what's fascinating is that the third thing of that list was that the true church will contain the same offices of the church in ancient times meaning the 12 apostles are mandatory prophets, teachers, elders, evangelists, bishops, deacons, high priests, and saints would all be part of the true church. And the other interesting thing is that the very next one, number four, was that officers had to have been called of God. College degrees or licenses were not sufficient, but they had to have a royal priesthood and a calling from God. My friends, it's interesting, the more I study the Bible, the more I study the scriptures, and the more I study the church, the more it becomes clear to me that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is truly the restored church of Jesus Christ from the meridian of time, that he organized his church in his way, and that when that church was lost, he then reorganized it, restored it, brought it back in all its glory to the earth today for the purpose of our salvation. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.